Hello and welcome to Sports Beat After Hours. I am your host, Hemahimuli Jr., and joining me as always on the ones and twos, the local lovable Canuck himself, Zach Higgins. Hema, what is up? Um, end of a long work week for me, but I guess today's technically like your Thursday, so... Yeah, I still got a few more days left. Uh, but I'm happy to be here, excited to be here. Um, as always, we are brought to you by... Well, we're powered by KSLSports.com. Mm-hmm. Um, we couldn't do this little podcast venture where uh, we get froggy <laughs> uh, with all of our listeners, all of our... Our fans out there, shout out to you, Kurt Mika, Mom. Um, you're the real MVPs. But uh, no, for you. real, uh, big thanks to KSLSports.com for letting us do this. Um, if you guys haven't, go check out our new website. Like I said, it's KSLSports.com. Um, little plug for something that Hem and I did last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did a Donovan Mitchell Dawn issue number one. Uh, the amazing Spider-Man colorway unboxing. I also put up a cool piece about um, a golfer that just returned from his mission three weeks ago, and he made it to the semifinals of the Utah State Am. Big, big deal. Um, pushed the uh, defending champion who went on to win it uh, for the second year in a row, Preston Summerhays, all the way to the 18th hole in their match play. Mm-hmm. Um, so pretty cool story there. So go check that out. Also, if you haven't had a chance yet, Go check out some of our other podcasts. We have some great podcasts that are going up. Oh, yeah. Great radio shows. Radio show, Unrivaled. We have Cougar Sports Saturday on Saturday. Not on Sunday, not on Monday. It's only on Saturday. So catch it on Sundays from 12 to 3. Saturday, sorry, from 12 to 3. <laughs> Caught myself there. Yeah. Um, and then that's uh, that's from uh, Mitch Harper and Matt Biamonte. Uh, Mitch Harper also does Cougar Tracks. He's our Cougar uh, Insider, our BYU Insider. So... Go to him for all your daily BYU podcasting needs and what's the latest on BYU. Right now he's doing a really great uh, position breakdown series, so shout out to Mitch. Nice. Um, We also have the Rivals podcast with a couple of local legends, Scott Mitchell and Jason Buck. Mm -hmm. We have um, the Lion's Den with uh, Tom Hackett, the RSL show. We have uh, Special Forces Gang with Tom Hackett and Andy Phillips, two of the greatest Utah special teamers of all time. Maybe the two of the greatest Utah football players of all time. Definitely the, one of the best duos. One of the best Utah duos football. in Utah athletics. Not just Utah football. The mm. state of Utah. Uh, big things coming from them. Uh, we also have Helmets Off. Um, and I think... Oh, Jazz Notes. So we've oh, yeah. got Jazz Notes going on with Cleon Wall and his array of guests that he brings in. But um, yeah, make sure you guys check that out. And uh, yeah, we actually have a pretty big week coming up this week so have a oh definitely. tell us what we have coming up this week you guys college football is back castle sports and sports beat we are bringing you our annual college football previews that is we break down on the weekend each big college football team we start with byu this weekend Utah will be the week after that, and Utah State will be the week after that. Zach, I'm super excited for college football this year. No, this is one of my favorite uh, stretches of the year where it's like the anticipation that builds up leading up to fall camp and, you know, getting the hype train because before the season starts, expectations are through the roof. Yeah. And so it's fun to talk about these teams, it's fun to talk about um, their goals that they have. And what they're set out to accomplish. And so, and we put together a really cool hype video mm-hmm. um, that I'll be throwing together the BYU one. I think you're doing Utah. I'm doing Utah. So, in two weeks, check out uh, Hema's 
uh, Utah preview um, highlight video, but I'll be doing the BYU one. So BYU fans, stay tuned. It'll be great. Um, It'll be awesome. We're expecting big things from BYU this year. It's going to be a fun season, especially those first four games. Oh, for sure. Um, I mean, lucky me, I'll probably get to go to the BYU-Utah game, and then the next week I'll be flying out to uh, Tennessee for uh, the BYU-Tennessee game. So can't wait for that. It's going to be an awesome season. Um, of college football in general. Yeah. Um, looking forward to it. So, so basically, I mean, basically this week we're going to be doing a lot of BYU stuff. Yeah. Um, so for those of you BYU fans that listen to the podcast, stay tuned, share uh, with your friends, share with your friends. Um, Mitch Harper is going to be on the podcast next, this week, this weekend. Yeah. So, so we're going to do two podcasts this week. Um, we're going to have Tom Hackett on, hopefully, is the plan on Thursday. He's been doing some great things with kslsports.com. He's going to um, plug some his different new show. Things. We're going to talk about his new show, Dine and Dash. Um, he also does the golf show uh, on Sports Beat Sunday. Um, and then we'll talk about his podcast, some mm-hmm. of the other ventures that he's doing in the sure. digital realm, um, which is pretty cool. And then, uh, yeah, we'll be having uh, Mitch on later this week. That'll launch on Saturday after our uh, KSL TV Sports BYU football preview, and then and also big news for Jazz fans: we are going to give away a pair of Donovan Mitchell's Dawn issue ones, the Amazing Spider-Man colorway. Um, we finally set everything up; we got things in motion. So this is what we need you to do: we're going to announce the winner this weekend on our podcast with Mitch Harper. Uh, but stay tuned to our Twitter at SB After Hours. We're going to give you the instructions on how to enter the giveaway. And uh, you can tell all your friends, share that because the Dons are dope. We've had a week to wear these things and they're pretty sick. How do you feel about the shoes? I love Zach? them. Um, I officially, I guess, opened them on Thursday. I've worn them every day since. They're extremely comfortable. Well, they did take a little bit to break in. Okay. They're very tight on the top of the foot, which is good for a basketball shoe. Right. But for a casual shoe, um, it's hard to wear for a couple hours at a time until you really break it in. I'm a big fan, though. I've gotten a lot of compliments on it. It really sticks out. It's a very flashy shoe, mm-hmm. um, which is, if that's something that you're going for, that's great. If not, you know what? He's going to be dropping some other colors. But we will. Uh, we put together a little video of the unboxing that we did on Thursday. We're going to run that at the end of this podcast, so... Stay tuned to that because some of the cool stuff that Donovan did here is he put some really cool symbols and meanings. That yeah, the kinda, detail is amazing. Yeah, that pay attention um, and pay tribute to uh, his journey that he took from high school to the NBA. And so um, it's a pretty cool uh, little message that he shares on the bottom of his shoe. And um, I think we're the first ones to crack the code. We are. But that's the crazy thing is like, when we were doing our research, we were like looking for the meanings of all these symbols and whatnot, and uh, no one had it. Not even like uh, the Bleacher Report special that Donovan did on the shoes had like the meaning. He didn't say anything about it. The only thing he talked about was the uh, 36.5 and 40.5, mm-hmm. which is his vertical. So. And then he talked about his colorways. But yep. it's going to be dope. So uh, yeah, stay tuned to the end of this pod so you can find out what those symbols mean if you have a pair of Dons. If not, check out our twitter page for a chance to win some mm-hmm. but um it's been kind of a crazy week for us yeah uh we had so just want to give a shout out to um our team as a whole uh we had coverage from sea to shining sea coast to coast it was insane um we had sam farnsworth and nate dowdle 
Um, Sam, the uh, KSL sports anchor that you see on TV, mm-hmm. the beautiful shining face that I think he was getting confused for Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> um, all right, all right, all right. I think that's who it was. Uh, he in Times Square, people were asking if it was him. Really? Yeah. I didn't hear this story. I'll and then ask you. I think that's who it was. And then uh, <laughs> the other uh, person out there with him was uh, Nate Daddle, our sports director. So mm-hmm. they were out in New York covering the U.S. Women's National Team ticker tape parade after winning the World Cup championship. I mean, because we have three local players, three three women from the uh, Utah Royals on mm-hmm. the national team, including the captain, the skipper, Becky Sauerbrunn. Um, and go to you can check those pieces out at kslsports.com. Yep. Uh, and the videos are there as well. And then we also had um, Jeremiah Jensen, Matt Glade. Uh, they flew down to Las Vegas for the uh, Mike Conley, Boyan Bogdanovich uh, introductory press conference. So uh, that was really cool um, to uh, be able to go and do that because we were the only station in the market to do that. So yeah. quick humble brag for us. But that's not the reason that our week was crazy. The reason our week was crazy was because there was more NBA offseason news. Insane. And it like won't end. No, it won't end. It's <laughs> like, okay, let's see how we can top off what happened. Hmm. Uh, let's see. A guy who was MVP and has been with the same team for 11 years, his entire career. Let's trade him to the Houston Rockets and watch the Houston Rockets consequently implode because that was a horrible trade in my opinion. <laughs> um, if In case you are still... Not following along, Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook um, were traded. Uh, Russell Westbrook's headed to Houston uh, in exchange for Chris Paul and picks. The last of the Brodies. The last of the Brodies. But James Harden and Russell Westbrook are reunited again. They played together for a few years in OKC. Um, I don't think that they're going to see that same success. They reached the finals together. Yeah. I don't think they're going to see that same success in Houston because they're very different players in the, what, six or seven years since they last played together? Yeah. I, honestly, you know, it, I don't think it I don't think it means that r- the Rockets are not still a good team. Sure, they got rid of Chris Paul, which I think would make them better. I think adding Westbrook, it remains to be seen if he makes them worse. So I think Houston is still a dangerous team. I think they're dangerous, but the problem is with them is I don't know how well they play together just because they're both ball-dominant guards. Yeah. Um, Westbrook, uh, I mean, his uh, his points gained. Uh, so points gained, in case you guys don't know, if you take the average NBA player um, and you average out their number of shot attempts and the points that they score on the average number of shot attempts, mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook is a minus 2.7. Um, on the average number of shot attempts taken in a game. So compared to the average NBA player, he scores two point, minus 2.7 points less than the average NBA player would mm. um, because he's inefficient. Gotcha. It's because he's ball dominant. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Paul was even. He was technically an average NBA player. Wow. So that doesn't necessarily mean um, this is all about efficiency. Sure. Uh, this doesn't mean the total scoring output because right, right. Russ could put up 30 any night that he wanted to, Triple but double it might take 30 shots sure. for him to do that, if that makes sense. Um, James Harden, on the other hand, is one of the most efficient players in the league. He's like a plus four or something like that, which is mm-hmm. insane. I think uh, Rudy Gobert, um, James Harden, and Steph Curry, and Kevin Durant are like the top four guys. Gotcha. Um, so, I mean, that's interesting because I think with OKC, OKC, they they would have been better off 
if Russ was more efficient, right? Because mm-hmm. aside from uh, aside from Paul George, like he pretty much had to do everything, right? Um, well, and the problem is, is that him taking away shots like that from Paul George. Paul George was playing an MVP caliber basketball through a good portion of the season last year. Yeah. He had a really good year, a very underrated year. Mm-hmm. He's a guy who um, he's probably, I put him in my top 10 um, players in the league. Realistically, he could probably be up, you could say that he's in the top six or seven um, on a given year, uh, just depending on how he plays. And so, um, yeah, taking possessions away from him really hurt the Thunder. Yeah. Um, and, but you couldn't. You know, Russ was always going to be the number one guy because yeah. he's the face of the franchise after KD left. Sure. And now he's going to go down to Houston in a situation where he's competing with um, James Harden, yeah. who is <clears throat> one of the most ball-dominant guards in the NBA, mm-hmm. a guy who's a contender for the MVP year in and year out and needs to get his shots off. Yeah. He needs to get his possessions. And if Russ is charging down the court at 110 miles an hour yeah. and isn't dumping off to Harden on the wing or Harden in the corner, there's going to be some friction in that locker room, I think, <laughs> because Harden needs to get his shots. And that was one thing that Chris Paul really complimented him with is that, um, well, especially who, who else they have built around uh, with Capella and P.J. <laughs> Tucker and Eric Gordon. All those guys know their role. They're all role players yeah. that fill a need that, um, you know, if Harden isn't making his shots, then, you know, you could throw it to Eric Gordon in the on the wing or P.J. Tucker in the corner and get it done or run the pick and roll with Capella. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's going to be really interesting to see how the, how these two teams work together. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Um, the Jets, like, the reason why I think, like, this offseason is just, tr- like, going on so long is because, like, that news dropped, like, at the end of Summer League, you know? And, yeah. uh, which is crazy. Summer league was pretty entertaining this year though. In fact, it, I was really, um, happy with how the jazz performed, um, the, the new guys in, in the summer league. So that leads me to this question. What do you think the roster looks like next year? Like who's the starting five and then who's going to be the next five after that? So the starting five, um, could be any combination of, so Rudy Donovan, Mike Conley, um, Bojan, uh, Jeff Green or Ed Davis maybe, mm-hmm. um, and Joe are like the guys who should probably start. They're, they'll be the starters a for lot a team, of games. right? Yeah. Okay. Um, just depending on, you know, matchups and stuff like that. Um, and then we're assuming everyone's healthy. So. Yeah. So let's talk about who they brought back. Okay. Um, the Jazz bring back seven players. Uh, Mitchell, Gobert, Ingles, um, uh, Royce O'Neal, George Niang, Dante, uh, Dante, and Tony Bradley. Ah, uh, yeah, Tony, um, Tony Bradley. And then they traded for one player. That's Mike Conley. So that's eight players on the roster right now. Um, they drafted three guys: mm-hmm. uh, Jarrell Brantley, Justin Wright, Foreman, Mieoni. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's eleven. And then in free agency, they have picked up Boyan Bogdanovich. That's twelve. Um, Ed Davis, Jeff Green, Emmanuel Moutier, um, and now reportedly uh, Nigel Williams-Goss. Oh, yeah. So that's 16 guys on the roster. Um, 
at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be interesting to see what kind of roster moves they make. I don't think that they'll keep either one or two of the guys that they drafted. Um, right. I think one of them ends up on the roster. One is going to be cut, and then one is going to end up on either a two-way contract or with the Stars. Um, you don't think they uh, ship anyone overseas or anything like that? No, I don't think so. Um, I think that uh, maybe Nigel Williams-Goss is another guy that, depending on what they see, he's. I mean, he's going to be at the back end of the roster. Sure. So maybe he'll be a Stars he's a two-way guy. guy. Um, we'll see what happens with him. Yeah. He's been really good in Europe, though, um, which is a good sign because when he played with the Jazz, so he was originally drafted by the Jazz in 2017, played at Gonzaga. Fans here locally, especially BYU fans, are very familiar with him, but he was a really good college player, but he just struggled um, in that summer league, decided to leave the Jazz to go over to Europe. I'm I'm excited to see what he's able to do. I liked him a lot. I was excited for him, and he just didn't really perform up to what he needed to do, but... um, Okay, so let's real quick. Yeah. Oh, of the three guys we drafted, which one do you think makes the team? Which one do you think makes the stars? And which one do you think gets cut? Brantley makes the team. Okay. Um, his, with his size and his the way his athleticism, the way he's able to move, he showed out this summer um, too. Yeah, I, I mean they were very cautious with him because of uh, lingering, just nagging injuries that they uh-huh. had. That's kind of a sign that that's someone that they want to keep. Oh, um, I feel like the, when they're holding gotcha. a guy out rather than um, letting them um, go out and perform and show mm-hmm. what they can do. Uh, Oni's probably the guy that I think is likely for a two-way contract, just depending on what wow. the back end of the roster looks like, just because he's a potential 3 and D guy, which is something that the Jazz still need. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have George that can do that. They have Royce that can do that. Um, they have Dante that could potentially, I mean, he's a D guy, but yeah. they can play out on the perimeter. Um, he's more of a slasher and a D guy. Um, and then uh, Joe, I guess, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, even though he's going to kind of fill a little bit bigger role than just a guy who's going to come in and hit a three and play defense, good defense for like five minutes. Mm. Um, but so uh, that means I, I think Justin Wright Foreman, unfortunately, gets cut. is going to get cut just because. <sighs> I like his game a lot, but I just don't know that it necessarily translates to the NBA at this point and what the Jazz are looking for. Um, he needed to show that he—I mean, he had good games in Salt Lake. Yeah, he showed that he was able to get people involved and score and do some other things. But I just don't know that he really was a standout, which was mm-hmm. something that you're looking for um, on a team like this. Yeah. Um, Dang. And what you—I mean, the two guys that really stood out, Willie Reed had a good showing. Uh-huh. Um, but he had, he's been in the league for like back and forth between teams in the D league and yeah, yeah. NBA contracts and stuff for like six years. Tony Bradley looked very impressive, better but, than I thought he, but to be fair, Tony would. Bradley's been in the G league forever too. He's been in there for three le- three years. He understands the movements and the freedom that you have in the NBA with the spacing and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And he took advantage of it. He looked really good. Yeah. That was expected though. He looked better than I thought he would though. Mm. Brantley was the other guy that really showed out, though. I mean, he had that explosive dunk on the last night of uh, Jazz Summer League in Salt Lake. He did hit a couple threes, too. He can go out and stretch it beyond the arc. I mean, he's he's a good player. I like his game. And um, and he had a block or two yeah, in Salt Lake. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's yeah. a good player. And so did so did Oni. Oni and Brantley kind of, can kind of affect a game in multiple ways. They're multidimensional players where 
Justin Wright Foreman's one, I guess, fault is that he's only elite at one thing. Yeah. And he's not... He's kind of undersized. He's kind of undersized, yeah. And, I mean, he can score in bunches, but it it just wasn't what the Jazz are looking for at this point. Which is too bad. At that back end of the roster. I mean, because we we looked at him when when they drafted him, we looked at his highlights, and he looked really good at the college level. No, he looked great. It's just, you're right, though. His size isn't there. You saw that on the first day of Summer League here in Salt Lake. He just couldn't hang with the pace of the game at the beginning. So that just shows that, like, you know, maybe he he still needs to be developed is basically what I think. Um, so maybe he goes over to Europe for a couple of years and the Jazz bring him back on a contract. Um, maybe he goes down to the Stars for a little bit and continues to develop here stateside. Mm-hmm. I do think that he has basketball in his future. It's just not quite – he's not quite ready for that NBA level yet, yeah. which is too bad because – I liked his game at the college level, and I liked him as a person. He had a great personality yeah. and was really fun to talk to. Um, and had he would be a good locker room guy, but for sure. um, at this point, the Jazz aren't looking for locker room guys. They're looking for a they they're constructing a roster that can compete for yes, a championship now. Yeah, and they're basically like Jeremiah Jensen said tonight. He's like they're filling out the back end, and that's what they they need people that can you know at the end of the season. At the end of game sevens, you know, people that are able to contribute and get on the floor, even if it's for a few minutes. And uh, maybe Justin Wright Foreman's not quite there yet. Now, the play um, on the court wasn't the only thing that had Jazz fans buzzing down at Summer League because mm-hmm. Donovan Mitchell um, officially dropped his shoes. He made an appearance down in Las Vegas. Uh, we did record a podcast last week talking about it. Yeah. Um, and uh yeah we uh we finally got a chance to get his shoes in our hands and we did an unboxing on Thursday. Uh we recorded that, put it up on uh social media. So uh go ahead, here we go. I'm going to toss to it right now. Um here's our uh little package that we did. I think it's about 14 minutes of breaking down everything that is on Donovan Mitchell's shoe and it's really cool, guys. Super cool. So uh check that out. What's up, everybody? I'm Emma Hamuli Jr. And I'm Zach Hicken. We are hosts of Sports Beat After Hours and producers for KSL Sports. Yeah, and uh, today we actually got a special package in the mail, and we're going to be doing an unboxing for uh, the Dawn Issue Ones. Oh. <laughs> What's in the box? We need a knife. We do not need a knife. We get. We got two boxes. So, Emma, let's have you take one out. Wow, cool. So, you guys can see that this comes with the, uh, like, a comic book strip um, type box design. Really cool. It's part of this Adidas uh, Marvel crossover that they did for the playoffs. New shoe smell. It's great. We're not going to open it yet, um, but uh, out of the uh, all the guys that are featured Adidas athletes, Donovan Mitchell's obviously one of them, James Harden, and uh, Damian Lillard, each of these guys got their 
uh, a special collab with like a, a superhero with their signature shoe. Um, and so for Donovan Mitchell, it was Spider-Man, obviously, because his nickname's Spida. Um, James Harden got the Iron Man crossover, pretty sweet. And, and then, Damian Lillard, he got the uh, Black Panther. Yes, and they are those ones are awesome. I'm a big fan of those, so the Dame 5. Uh, but let's go ahead and uh, actually peek inside. Yeah, let's open them up. So these are the uh, oh, wow. Spider-Man colorway. The amazing Spider-Man. Cool. They are, honestly, they are so cool. Um, I know a lot of people were complaining about the color before they actually got yeah. them, but the colors look a lot better um, in person. Uh, for some reason, it looks like they were blowing up the contrast or something, and the blue and red both just looked off. They were too bright, um, and they just didn't look right. But with these, they actually look really, really good, really clean. Um, it's got like that signature Adidas silhouette. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of like the Adidas NMD shoes, um, and it's like you can see kind of that trademark shape yeah. In, in the in the shoe, and if you even if you look at the uh, Harden, which is also like a low top basketball shoe, very similar look, similar design, and then the Dame is a high top shoe, but still it kind of looks pretty similar. Let's kind of get into the nitty gritty of like what makes this shoe so special because Donovan um, really went in and I know his biggest thing that he was um, caring about was keeping the price low, right? Um, but he also did did that with. Uh, adding some really cool features that jazz fans and I guess fans of Donovan uh, himself are really gonna enjoy. Yeah, so look, starting at the top of the shoe, um, the tongue insole, it's really cool, has like a Spider-Man stitching in it, like a web. It's like a web, and then thing. it actually pokes through on the front side too. Cool. Where he has his Spider logo sitting right on the front of the web. Um, so that's really, it's a really cool, uh, you know, obviously Spider-Man. Um, and then uh, if you look on the side, you got the Adidas three stripes and it kind of looks like it's a web, um, which is yeah. really cool. I I like this look, um, just like kind of like the webby look. It looks great, um, but isn't too much at the same time, if yeah. that makes sense. You know, looking at it now, a lot of people were complaining about the heel, about like the, the way that it protrudes outside of the shoe. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously he's got the bounce soles, like the really squishy uh, bounce back basketball soles. But in person, it doesn't look that bad. No. Uh, it looks good on Donovan on the court, and in real life, these shoes look pretty sweet too. Yeah, and it's the bounce instead of the boost, which was something that kind of helped keep that- um, The price. The price point low. Right. Um, because uh, that boost sole is something that a lot of people look for in Adidas shoes, very popular. Um, I mean, that, that boost sole is something that kind of helped Adidas like overtake the, the market yeah. um, because it's super popular, people really like it. But um, he hit a lot of uh, like really cool stuff in this. So he's got the name of the shoe, issue number one right there. And if you look on the outsole as well, um, you'll notice right here, he's got 36.5 and 40.5. Um, if you're wondering what that is, that's actually his uh, vert numbers from the combine. The 36.5 is his standing vert, the 40.5 is his running vert, and if you continue down the outsole, um, he's got four dots on top and five dots on bottom, so that's 45. He's number 45. He does that in honor of Michael Jordan. Um, right, because Donovan's a big baseball guy also. Yeah, yeah. And it's really cool, you know, obviously Jordan played baseball also. I bet Donovan's better at baseball than Michael Jordan was. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, let's just hope he doesn't quit. Yeah. Uh, Basic basketball to go play baseball. I think the reaction so far for these shoes has been pretty good. Um, I mean, they sold out in a day on adidas.com. And I mean, Nike, the king of shoes, uh, was actually dropping Giannis Antetokounmpo. He got a signature shoe that was dropping. It was supposed to drop later this month. I think it was like supposed to be this Friday. Yeah. He dropped it it up. They moved it up the week before Donovan's shoes. Uh, got released because they were kind of panicking a little bit and they wanted to compete and so um, the all bros colorway uh, it's kind of like an orange and blue color for Giannis's shoes that didn't even sell out Um, and so it kind of speaks to Donovan's popularity uh, not just in Utah but in the NBA I mean obviously he has Utah he's taking Utah by a storm Um, but I mean this is the guy who is the reigning MVP of the league Um, he's a perennial probably top four or five player in the league. Um, He's he's been dubbed the next superstar. Um, Yeah, he plays in a small market like Donovan, um, but for Donovan to be able to go out and outsell him is really cool. And now he's on a world tour, yeah. Nike felt threatened. Yeah, Nike felt threatened, so they had to move up their release date. They did it as a surprise, but. Donovan is a Utah treasure, right? Yeah. And we're all familiar with this story and but you might forget a lot of the little details in the short career that he's had. Um, But luckily in his shoe, he has like a trail from his coming up to the Utah Jazz. And it's pretty sweet. And we're gonna get into it right now because I don't think anyone else has put up anything um, about this yet. So we're gonna start at the toe, the very top. If you look at the bottom of these shoes, uh, just under the big toe, it says, 80 hyphen A colon DR and then in parentheses WBR or brackets, I guess, NH. We found out what it We means. cracked the code. We cracked the code and we're going to share it with you guys. Um, Donovan played at a, what is it? Would it be a high school? It, yeah, it was, it, was a, uh, it was a private school called Brewster Academy. Yeah. Um, it's in New Hampshire. Yeah. And this little code is the address to Brewster Academy. If you ever want to go there and check out uh, where Donovan came from. His humble beginnings. The address is 80 Academy Drive, Wolfsboro, New Hampshire. And that's where Brewster Academy is. If you continue down near uh, the middle of the foot, um, you'll see another code put in there. It's 1APLV colon KY. This one took a while for us to crack. Yeah, yeah, so I figured out that the LVKY was Louisville, Kentucky. I couldn't figure out what the one AP was. Hemo was thinking maybe was thinking, it had something to do with number one in the AP poll. But Donovan played like uh, in 2015-16 and 16-17 before he came mm-hmm. to the draft. And in neither of those seasons was Louisville the number one in the AP poll. It wasn't as complicated as we made it to, made it seem. Yeah, so the address, this is actually the address for um, the arena that Louisville plays at. Um, it's one arena plaza, uh, Louisville, Kentucky. So... Um, kind of a, a nice, uh, another nice nod to his beginnings. And I know his time at Louisville was really special to him. He still refers to it all the time. He's a big fan of his coach, Rick Pitino, and um, has always spoken really highly of his experience there. And um, he's always giving back to the players that are at Louisville now and sure. trying to find a way to help them out. And um, he actually tweeted out the other day that he's going to be um, – both the men's and women's basketball teams are going to be wearing the issue ones this season, which Super is pretty cool. cool. So I'm guessing that they'll get their own colorway later on this season that will be released. You follow the trail all the way down to the heel of the shoe where we go to our last number. Um, and this one, 
Again, the sleuths here at Sportsbeat After Hours cracked the code. It's, uh, it says 1901-MST slash W slash S dash NC. So we figured out that 1901-MST was the time of day Mountain Standard Time, MST, mm -hmm. that Donovan was drafted with the Utah Jazz. We couldn't figure out what the WSNC uh, was. It's Winston-Salem, North Carolina. And the reason why, you're asking why, okay. Why he played Salem? at Louisville, he's from New York, he played his uh, prep basketball in New Hampshire, but in, in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, he was playing in the CP3 Elite Guard Camp. And he was playing against... Um, Chris Paul, he's playing against Paul George, and these guys are telling him, bro, you're ready. you're ready to play in the NBA. And it was at that point that he made the decision that he was going to be an NBA player. He was going to pursue his dream to go and play in the NBA. And so that that's actually a really another cool nod um, to just his whole journey, his journey as a whole, and um, having it go through his soul. Uh, it's a little uh, bit soul. cheesy, um, but I like it, and... Um, Donovan's a guy, for those of you that know him, that he's always wanted, wanted to stay true to his roots. He's always wanted to be humble, um, respect his beginnings and everything. Um, and he's, he's been that way since he first came to Utah. And so uh, this whole shoe kind of encapsulates the entire journey. Like we said, the design's great. Um, I actually have a pair that I tried on already. I just wanted to see how they fit. They fit really good. I'm a fan of them. I like the mesh upper. Um, and... Uh, yeah, this one, these ones just dropped. We ordered these on July 1st. They officially came out in stores July 5th. Um, the next colorway that's coming out is the Symbiote, mm -hmm. uh, which comes out next Friday. Um, that's July 19th. And uh, the Symbiote's a little bit different. It's going to have teeth on the heel. It's black and pink. And then instead of the mesh upper, it's actually um, a leather upper. So oh. a little bit higher quality um, in terms of the design, but still a great shoe, great silhouette. Um, and it's going to look great on uh, on anyone who's going to wear these, whether for fashion or... Uh, or if you're going to go ball. Yeah, if you're going to go ball out. I mean, we got a mini hoop here in the office that that is the primary reason we got it. Yep. Because um, we needed to be able to have nice kicks when we are hooping. So <laughs> We're posterizing fools. Yeah, on our little six-foot hoop. But So the symbiote colorway comes out then after that would be the uh, stealth spider one stealth spider and then the iron and spider comes out in august so and then um we saw that donovan's story on uh, instagram had another colorway come out it's like a white and black we don't know yet which spider-man that is we have an idea yeah but uh stay tuned and maybe if we get some shots of that or something like we'll be able to drop uh, more knowledge on that yeah he has said that this isn't his only um colorways these aren't the only four colorways he's gonna uh release this season um he said someone asked him actually on twitter he did an ama uh, last night after he landed in paris and someone said how many colorways are you gonna release he said not one not two not three making fun of lebron james we don't right. really know how many he's gonna release but um I mean, but you think about it and it's like they're he's obviously gonna have the jazz colorways yeah he's gonna have some jazz ones i'm sure that he's probably gonna get some player edition ones right there are going to be more, I think, that tie into the Spider-Man theme. Maybe something from, um, like, Into the Spider-Verse that Miles Morales yeah, cool. has, like his spider suit. It's like a black and red color. Yeah, I, I would be a big fan of that. Maybe we'd see that for Louisville, um, since they're black and red. Um, and then that white and black. And I'm guessing that he'll probably do just some other general colors sure. that people, so people colors. can buy. Um, 
But like we said, they're a super popular shoe so far. They're sold out on adidas.com. Um, and uh, yeah, we're, we're really excited to finally have these in our hand. It's been, a, it's been a long wait, about six months since it was announced. And we've been really excited to get them here in the Sportspeed After Hours uh, office. So yeah, these shoes are super awesome. And you guys could win a pair of your very own compliments of us awesome guys. Uh, so stay tuned to our Twitter at SB After Hours um, for more details later on. Um, and we'll be dropping those later. Uh, so yeah, one of these pairs, we got a size 12, but we'll make it work. We'll get you guys a pair that will actually fit um, so you guys aren't walking around looking like clowns. Yeah, so really cool shoe. Um, excited to share that with you guys. Uh, we're big fans of them. Like I said earlier in the podcast, we actually have a pair. I'm wearing mine right now as we record at 1240 in the Sportspeed After Hours studio. Um, but yeah, uh, we got um, a big week coming up again next week. Uh, make sure you guys stay tuned to us. Uh, we have Mitch Harper coming up. We're going to launch that podcast on Saturday. Uh, we're going to be talking our BYU preview. We'll make our picks for the season, our expectations, what to realistically expe uh, expect from the Cougars this year. Um, and then, uh, yeah, just make sure you guys stay tuned to our social channels. Because we are giving away those Don Issue ones. And uh, if you're not following us already, follow us at SB After Hours. Stay tuned to our Twitter because we're going to drop very soon rules on how to enter the giveaway for the Don Issue 1 Amazing Spider-Man editions. Hint, it's going to involve subscribing to our podcast. So if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button, share it with your mm -hmm. friends. Maybe, yeah, yeah, share it with your friends because even though it gives them a chance to win, just share our podcast because we can do more giveaways. <laughs> also, you know, if you haven't reviewed us, give us a review, five stars only. Yes, please, 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 please. Um, I'm begging on my knees, please. I don't know. Uh, but uh, that's that'll do it for this week. A lot of good stuff coming up next week. We're going to rest up, get geared up for the BYU preview, and football season starts really soon. So thanks for listening to us. I am your host, Hemahimuli Jr., and my co-host... I'm Zach Hicken. Good night, everybody. 